All right, change of plans because I messed the ad reads up tonight. Go, Brendan. Let's talk about my favorite Strava Craft coffee, the CBD-infused coffee. So again, CBD, that's not like THC. It's not going to get you high, but you may notice some benefits here like alleviated anxiety. Some people have reported alleviated joint pain. I need coffee in my life. Can't start the morning without it, but too much coffee and I get jittery. I get anxious. That's a fact. Not with Strava. Strava Craft Coffee is the best. You can save 20% off any one-time shipment using code DNVR20. Or if you want, and if you're smart, you can use this code to save 20% off every single shipment. You never have to punch that credit card info in again. You can choose what flavor, what dosage, when it comes to you every two, three, four, six, eight weeks. It's all up to you. It's customizable. So head to Stropcraft Coffee, use code DNVR20, get 20% off. Sign up for that subscription service and change your life. Man at the buzzer. What is up? Welcome into the winner's lounge. Lasers. Lasers. I like it when other people I I don't feel the the weight of having to do it. I'm not very good at it. <laughs> we got the funky music going. We got the vibes on 100. This was oh, a game of nuggets. We needed this, man. Yeah, dude. We really needed it, and we deserved it. Well, I like in this instance, you're using we, we like I use we when I mean the nuggets. We the nuggets they, needed They this. deserved it. They're separate. I'm just talking about the people watching the show, oh, the I, people hosting the show. I'm we saying we all, needed it. We actually we needed it. We needed me, Jamal Murray, and Nicole Yoke. Well, all right. We also... Uh, it's here. been a while, fellas. It has been, been a while. A little rakia for you. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, how do we say it? It's Help a, me out. Zivili. I don't think that's right. <laughs> All right, Zivili. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we said it wrong for so long, that can't be it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's still rakia for sure. <laughs> a little rough, man. Yep. A little rough. Um, <laughs> All right, so welcome in, everybody. Of course, as always, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated, top-rated. sportsbook app. Use promo code DNVR when oh. you when you download the app. I, it's like a tradition. If you lose, somebody plays Baja Men. Yeah. And if you win, somebody plays Death Metal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just screaming at you the yeah, whole time. Well, that's because I think it's a pretty clear metaphor to understand. If the game gets away, you wonder who let the dogs out. <laughs> He's got a $50 super sticker. Right? Whoa. Hey, shouts. Byron. Shouts Byron. Oh, Byron. Hey, our homie, you, man. My boy. Uh, I'm joined by the full cast here. I got... Uh, uh, Got your name for us again, <laughs> Brendan Vogt. I wore a flower shirt tonight just because I thought the Nuggets might win. You did it. You did it. Well, and because it's a day. That too. <laughs> Over here, I got D Line Co. You guys know him as, as D Line. I feel like I've already talked enough. To give it an intro, so all right, and then over here, of course, the r- best rugby player in the whole squad, <laughs> Duvalier. I'm, whole squad I'm, I'm the strongest. Uh, I could probably do the most push-ups. Probably not. Actually, I just made that up. Um, I bet who could? I did bet somebody could do the most push-ups just, back in the day? Yeah. Little, little Dev guys always a, could get a before did, the accident. Did, anyway. did, did Dev just give us a view into a future show where he's doing a Feats push-up straight, challenge? A push-up challenge. Oh, I like oh, it. Boy. I could do the, the, the Nuggets challenge where I'm <laughs> eating. I could do something like Yo, that. I can't do a push up. Speaking challenge. of which, we're going next week. We're doing the Nuggets challenge or next game. Next game Ooh. on Thursday, the Nuggets. Next game, we're going to do Who's the Nuggets doing them? Blaze. Blaze Hunter, my Ooh. partner. He also does uh, the uh, post game for the Avs Avalanche. Yep. Um, the man, what's his name again? Kale. 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 Super hey, by the way, shout out Super Producer Kale. He's back. back a little more tan, a little more relaxed, and a little bit more bossy. A little yeah, more bossy. bossy. He definitely today. is a little more bossy. Yeah. He's feeling himself. Uh, guys, there's so much to get to it tonight in the show. I, I can't wait for it. Um, you know, this was, you, this would have been, a, uh, you know, 
you couldn't draw this up. This was like a great night for what the Nuggets needed. A blowout is fun, but I think a close game where you have to go back to, you know, what makes you special. And tonight was a game that reminded everybody, especially the TNT audience, it reminded everybody that that Jokic to Murray two man game. Yeah, it's I mean, it's special. It's not just like it's good. It's that when they get in a groove, you don't stop it. They might miss, but they don't usually miss in the fourth quarter. Or those two together, both incredibly clutch. It's special, man. And you know what? At times this year, it's been a little bumpier than we're used to. At least the crunch time, Yoke Murray, two man. And so that was my favorite part and big takeaway from tonight. Yeah. They looked in control the way they had years years prior. And this kind of reminded me in, in many ways of some of those Portland games in that series. Yeah, it's the way that they have in year prior. They like really established it last year, but um, the difference, like why why is it working now? Because Jamal Murray has returned to us. Our That's true. Prodigal son, our bubble son Murray has returned home. Uh, we love him. We missed him, and um, I just can't wait to talk I'm, to him. See what he learned. I'm not trying to bring the vibes down by any oh, means. Oh boy! <laughs> but brace for this. Brace your brace yourselves. But this was a classic Murray game, and that he had three points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, he, he was actually points. really. You're bad right. You're right, Eric. Was... You're right. Who cares or whatever because they won. But I'm just saying, like, at some point, you need four-quarter Murray as well. Like, four-quarter Murray, four-quarter Jokic, that's a great team. Tonight, it was enough to get it done because he had 21 in the fourth quarter, which is which is not bad. <laughs> Pretty good. Krista, our friend Christopher Dempsey had a great stat earlier today. Let me pull it up because I retweeted it. He tweeted it out. Last four games for Jamal Murray, fourth quarter. This is fourth quarter only. This isn't the game. The fourth quarter. 19 points, 20 points, 16 points, 19 points. His low over that span is 16 points in a fourth quarter. That's crazy. The guy's the guy is coming up clutch. It's just man. the sweetest reminder of what we all thought we knew and hoped, right? Like winning time Murray is different. That that's really like, that's real, right? Bubble inflation maybe, but winning time Murray is a different player. Yep, and it's, it's actually important that you say that because we have always seen this whole year we've seen Murray for a quarter and then he just kind of disappears. And, and then the Nuggets have to figure it out for the rest of the game. But for him to be able to to close teams out and be the pl- player that you could go through and it gives the Nuggets a different option, now you have to guard Jokic and you have to guard Murray late in the game, it makes them that much more dangerous and potent. So, yeah, to me, the two-man game is probably the, the story tonight because of how it closed. And it was great to see it. I mean, this is why Denver went to the Western Conference Finals last year. A lot of people, we all know how annoying the 10,000-foot the narratives are about, oh, well, the Clippers choked this or whatever. It was easy path, people try to say. The real answer was that the Nuggets have a hell of a closing combo. Cl- like Clutch AF. Even if you go back to last year, Murray's 50-point games and 35 and 40 points, all those big games, a lot of them were big fourth quarter and overtime. They were good games that closed with like crazy yeah, runs right, because right. You, go to, you go to your bread and butter. You say, hey, we got that one. There's not a lot of nuance here. Put some shooters around them. Go to your bread and butter, and we dare you to, to yeah. see what you're going to pick. And pick I, your poison. Yeah, and also, like, those big games came at times when the Nuggets were facing elimination. They were oh, in the fourth yeah, quarter of the this. season. You know, it's like Murray, Murray is that guy. Like, he is the gamer. He's like, uh, he'll step up when they, like, he, he just doesn't uh, take things seriously until they're serious. I think a lot of guys, too, the fourth time they come back down, that fourth heat check, you go, all right, they've probably cooled off. This is your take about Jamal. They're quarters long. Like, oh, once, they don't once end, he gets yeah. hot, he's hot until the game ends or until something happens. You know, some guys, it's it's little spurts, but with Jamal, it's like, you go from, I don't really want him to shoot any of this to shoot every time. Yeah. Absolutely. He gets in a zone that's unlike anybody else. Like, uh, 
It just lasted. It lasts forever. Dude, freaking Murray's back. Murray, well, <laughs> I do like how you declare something or someone brand, back brand. every single time. Um, I'm, I'm right. I'm right about this. I don't care. You well, it has been several games in a row. Well, it's, it's been six, six games. So let's ask it again. I'm not trying to bring this down, but let me ask about the first three quarters. Uh, he's his shoulder was hurt. In <laughs> truth, he was oh, he was one for eight. He was like rubbing his shoulder. It was bothering him. He wasn't he wasn't being that assertive. Did Jamal Murray give this answer? <laughs> no, but I'm I mean, like at a yeah, you're being point, earnest here. I'm curious. At a certain what you mean. point, like you have to just you have to just look at that and be like, well, this guy is on and or off until he's on, and then when he's on, he's on. And I don't know why. Like some people just uh, require pressure to be able to rise to the occasion. They need. They're not able to to conjure it themselves. Jamal seems to be one of these guys. Uh, Jokic is not a guy. He can like actually create the urgency for himself. Not everybody can do that. I don't know why Jamal is that way, but he is. So you buy in this, Dev? No, I, I'm not as far as the injury or anything like that. I think that he kind of was just not not playing well uh, in the first half, and he was just trying to figure it out. Um, got the ball to Jokic. Jokic started off hot, and I think that you know he pushed back and, and gave Jokic the, the the floor to do whatever he wanted. But then when it was late in the game, he was like, "Okay, now it's my turn to step up." Because when you really think about it, Jokic started um, on the bench, and Malone even said it. He's like, "We're gonna have to go through Jamal." He didn't even care that there was an injury. Someone said, "Hey, he hurt his, <laughs> right, his, right. his shoulder," and he's like. Okay, we're gonna have to go through him right. still, yeah. and and Jamal actually knew that. Like, okay, if I'm gonna be in the game, I might as well do something, and and that's when he got himself going and, and got started. Yeah, uh, are you concerned though, Dev, about the first three quarter thing? Because here's the thing: Jamal can be up and down game by game. Right now, he's on a heater where the, the overarching numbers are good, but he can also be up and down in that some quarters you're just like nothing from him, and then all of a sudden everything from him. Like, is that a concern or is that? Shouldn't be concerned about I it. I say I say it's not something that I'll be concerned about because it's it's the opposite of what we were seeing before, and we were down on Jamal. Now he's closing out games, and he's actually putting up the big numbers now. So we can't be down on that. Also, it seems to be a switch for him where he could just really just totally turn switched. it on right now. So I would rather to have the switch Jamal than the let's figure it out and see how he it, plays this quarter. It definitely feels like a switch because Dude, it's it, switch. it happens in big moments. I'm telling you, like he just feels the pressure, like oh this is real. Yeah, yeah. And then he and then he turns on. I mean, I like I said, I I, I wish he wasn't that way, but he's he's a person that requires motivation. Oh, he he does have a lot of the Jordan in him. Like maybe he he should take up gambling. To be honest with it, no, no, he should just start betting on everything because he needs to feel the ultimate pressure he before take he gets up gambling going. So he understands. What it means to miss his point total by a half point. Thanks, Ooh. Jamal. Thanks, Jamal. Well, you should have known. Actually, in hindsight, we were like, should we take twenty four and a half over for his birthday? No, he turned twenty four. He turned twenty four. Yeah, he yeah, turned twenty four. He scored twenty four. Should have known, Eric. Didn't I think feel, this I feel through. Some people get candles. That is on buckets. That's on you. I understand. Yeah. I feel stupid. I also Why took you that have both. Can you have candles and buckets? No, no, no. There's not <laughs> buckets of candles. You have to choose. There's not. There are definitely buckets of candles. So, <laughs> so, so, so Murray has 24 points. He grabs eight assists, two steals, and a block. You want to know something Punch funny? Me. If you, for me watching this game, I felt like Murray didn't miss. And he was below fifty percent by one shot. Oh, I know where this. And is I going. thought Jokic missed everything and had a horrible off night. He had, was one make above fifty. Oh, but wasn't he off from three, Adam? Yeah, he did. He didn't. He missed a lot of his threes. All right. Yeah, three, three of six. six. <laughs> like the bar is so high, man. Like it's like okay, it was forty-one, but it didn't didn't look very yeah, good. It was like it was, the, it was a like how were the vibes? I feel like he missed some shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it just felt like he missed shots that we expect him to make. Right. He should add fifty again tonight because he missed a couple bunnies, but. 
you know, this uh, people think I'm criticizing. This was a, a great Jokic game, and what I like about Jokic that is different from seasons prior. He know, he knows and embraces the idea that him scoring a lot of points is yeah, good for the team. And I know there's those stats out there about you know he scores this many points, the team has this record or what have you. Those I think those stats are misleading. Like if there there are players where that matters, you think of you know guys that are maybe a little bit of chuckers. You know early in his career, Zach Levine, where it's like yeah, he every time he scores a lot, that's because he's trying too hard. Yeah, Jokic yeah, yeah. is never trying to score points. He's mm-hmm. just like but. In years past, teams have said, "Hey, we're going to stay home on you. We're going to make you score a bunch of points." And you could tell he didn't like that. Yeah. Now he like tonight he was just like, "They're putting Cantor on me. They want me to score, but <laughs> like whatever. I'm going to bully this dude until they stop." And they just never stopped. And he's like, "Well, I'm going to keep shooting." He went stretches in this game where he missed a lot of shots in a row, and it just you wouldn't have known it from how he played. Uh, just to start with the Jamal thing, it's it's actually ironic that. To begin the season, he was like this facilitator that wanted to get everyone involved and make these passes and do everything like that. And he wasn't having like the Nuggets weren't winning. Um, it was not successful. But now with him scoring big points and, and doing what he has to do, he's actually putting up more assists and, and getting guys into better spots because now he's playing winning ball. He's playing aggressive and it's making other people have to adjust. So like that's the Jamal. Like I don't know if he has someone in his ear or just like Malone actually talking to him now and saying hey aggressive Jamal scoring the ball is going to open up everything else that's what we need you for we can look at you doing everything else we weren't winning those games now that you're scoring it kind of goes hand in hand and then as far as Jokic like yeah that's just like um uh, elevation in his game and just the next like steps in his game is now he realizes nobody could guard him right at at first I think that he took a lot into okay this guy is a defensive guy I'm going to try to space out the floor and get everyone else involved or I'm going to outthink him in these other ways but now I think that it's more so I'm more talented than him I am stronger than him I'm bigger than him I'm going to score because that's what I do I'm a superstar he can't guard me (laughs) so I think that like he has that in his in his mindset now it makes it a lot easier for him I cannot believe Portland did not send help tonight we talked about it in the pregame show we thought that there was no way they would let Kanner guard Jokic on an island and again like let's put this in context not just Jokic Jokic in this month where he's looking to score more than he ever has at any point in his basketball life and Portland said yeah Kanner (laughs) one-on-one we'll live with it it is hilarious (laughs) to think that there was one double sent in this game and it was the Nuggets on Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Jokic, they were like, eh, I mean, how many of these elbow jumpers can he possibly? I thought hit? they got a little bit more aggressive with him down the stretch, down which the stretch. is which is what teams do which, with yeah. him often. Is which is like, hey, make you carry the load for three quarters. You know, maybe they think he'll get tired or annoyed with it or this or that, and then at the fourth sure. quarter we're going to mix it up. But again, like it, it, you know, it worked for Denver in this game um, with him just going for forty-one points. By the way, guys, tonight. This was now the second most field goal attempt. He took 32 shots tonight. Goes 17 and 32. The second most field goal attempts he has taken in a game. He has taken 33. He took that against Sacramento on the 6th. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, on February L. 6th. That was an L. Uh, 29 he took against Charlotte a couple seasons ago, two seasons ago. That was a dub. And then he on the 22nd of January, he took 27. So now four 
out of the five times in his career he has taken 27 or more shots have come in the last six and a half weeks. That's crazy. That's a crazy he is a, Dude, he's a new player. He's like a new guy. He really guy. is. He's like a totally new guy. Like uh, He's turned into just what we always wanted him to be. It's like crazy to watch it unfold in front of you and you're like, come on, Yoke, shoot. And, he, and then he shoots it. You're like, oh, awesome. That's Do it again. That's yeah. like, keep doing it. That's awesome. Even with his jumper, and a lot of it was those free throw line jumpers that he's Yo, usually Byron. just so automatic about. Byron's feeling Byron it, man. Byron blessed us again. Byron, Byron dude. man, you're a homie. First That's team the all this next car. flower shirt I get. Oh, no, man. Put, but put it up on the screen. The greatest thing about the super chat with the oh, it is uh, with it a describes gift it is that it will just describe it. Let's see, giant pear character waving flags and turning around, <laughs> making the buildings in front of him tremble. <laughs> yep, that sounds like Byron. That's my boy Byron. Like Byron. That's my guy Byron. That's our guy Byron. Man. That's so classic. That was crazy in college. <laughs> that is amazing. So great game from Jokic tonight, going at Cantor, and um, you know, great job by Murray tonight, closing out the game. Why don't we hit our first break? Because there's some other major storylines. In fact, oh wait, King really of the quick. Game. Oh yeah, really quick, we got King of the Game. I still, I actually, that's an appropriate sized hat I feel for tonight. It was a very, very good game. Forty-one, five and five. Kale, I saw you trying to put the uh, crown behind the, sh- the elbow. I, you you I, gave up. You were already talking about Jokic, so I was worried about. We've got we've we've got depth issues on this graphic. <laughs> Look at how not close Cantor is to defending this play. So hilarious. He's also in the E Honda. This is a throwback to you. Uh, doesn't he look like E Honda? Yeah, that's the E Honda movie. <laughs> I know video games, man. That's just my wheelhouse. I'm always dropping yeah, video game true. references. You're so plugged in, bro. So, really recent ones, too. Very <laughs> modern, <laughs> modern, modern references. Well, the thing about Street Fighter is that there's a new edition every year. So it literally is. It's really? True. Yeah, it's true. Is this true? Well, I'll have to play it. <laughs> Are the graphics any better? Because that was part of the charm. Yeah, the graphics have gotten better. <laughs> really? Yeah. Better, yeah, yeah. Believe it Isn't there a Mortal, Mortal Kombat movie the or TV show? Yeah. Is it? A new TV game show? just came out, too. You oh, want to come over and play? New movie coming out. Uh, I'm not, I would come over and play. But I, I like nobody has fun when I play because it's That's like right, yeah. the same with golf. I try to play golf with everyone. They're like, all right, Adam's coming. It's gonna be really slow. No, That's no, kind of how we are with the pod too. But <laughs> damn it, damn it. Um, <laughs> this is like a theme that follows you at literally every phase every of your aspect life. of my life. It's like people just don't want me around for it. Uh, let's take our first break. On the other side, we do have some some big topics. Michael Porter, guys, oh, little Zig Naji, if you will. And then I'm gonna tell you. I might have a new number one favorite lineup, and it played a huge role oh, tonight. Yeah. I'm going to oh, talk yeah. about it. More of that, about the four of us Hey, Carol, uh, let's <laughs> go to that Zoom it. care break. So what exactly is video care? Well, video care is like a trip to Zoom care, just from your couch. You can see, hear, and chat with your doctor, just like a traditional in-office visit. Get secure access to urgent primary and specialist care, including mental health. It's all from the comfort of your own home. Video care is covered by most private insurers, usually with a copay. Head to zoomcare.com slash video to get started. Breckenridge Brewery is, of course, the official beer of DNVR. They also have the official beer of the Denver Nuggets. Have you seen the Mile High City Copper Lager in that blue Denver Nuggets can? It's gorgeous, it's delicious, and it's Nuggets-themed. If you're a Nuggets fan, you got to check it out. Use the Breck Beer Locator. Punch that in. Punch your address in. It'll tell you where to find it. I use the nearest tenth of a mile. Well, really? That's right. I used the Breck Beer Locator just this very day trying to find out my boozies. Did you, where my boozies are. Did you get Did you get some boozies? Boo- You're saying those yeah. first, that's seltzers? Those are seltzers, boozies. <laughs> of course they are. You knew exactly what they were. Because well, I've heard you say it a bunch. I, yeah. I can't really, I was trying to. Also known as seltzers. If you're confused, Celsies, guys, Celsies, Breck is finally boozy. introducing their seltzer line. It comes in a beautiful Jokic 15 pack. 
They've got apple, oh. pear, cherry, peach, berry, and honeydew. They're all good. I actually mean that. Head to the Breck Beer Locator they like Adam did and see where the closest 15-pack is of Breck Seltzers. By the way, there was one at the liquor store right behind my house. You can also order delicious food it's and booze from the farmhouse if you're able. One-tenth of a mile. That's Call right. 303-803-1380. That's 303-803-1380 from 12 to 8 p.m. PM Mountain Time. Use code DNVR to save $5. Do we still have another one? We do. I lost it, though. Uh-oh. Wow. Well, guys, Woo! it's not quite time for the madness that is college basketball. Three weeks away, it is. In March. But that does, uh, doesn't Three mean the fun away, has to March wait. Madness. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, I'm is still giving up all on new my players the chance to cash $100. Uh, new customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. Like and if your odds. team makes it rain, you can cash $100. <laughs> Hundred dollars. That's right. All it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars. Does that sound like a no-brainer? That's because you'd have to have no brain not to take them up on this deal. It's a slam dunk of an offer. It won't be around forever. So head to the App Store now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Get in on all of the actions. DraftKings has already paid out over seven billion dollars to its customers <laughs> since 2012. So they know a thing or two about big paydays, and you know that they are legit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR to get your shot to turn one dollar into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code DNVR for new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds. Any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Uh, restrictions apply. Winning paid out in four. $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. That's 1-800-522-4700. Thank you. Uh, back here, guys, for segment Woo! two here. You, are you just crushing it, Dev? Is that what you're doing? Just crushing Dev's over it here crushing it. it. And, I, and you know what? I lost all my bets tonight. Oh, and, no. And we I were actually looking trash. at uh, Tinder. Oh, Tinder. Oh, actually, his girl's watching. <laughs> you better be careful, man. You better be careful. Um, all right. <laughs> I have a conf- before we start the segment. It's uh, going to be a good segment, guys. I promise. But I have to start it on a little is, bit of a. Uh, this is really tough. The fan, they're going to really this. turn on. He's me been right wanting now. to tell you guys. I say no, don't tell. But I'm a man. Really I connect to, with yep. the people. I'm honest. I connect with the people. So I'm going to appreciate this, guys. Man, I took a buyout on my Jokic MVP bet. Oh, I took a buyout. Right call, I made eighty four dollars on my bet. I made eighty four dollars. Hey, that's a winner. I won money. <laughs> I don't know. You you came up on top and you won. I'm, you won. I don't encourage anybody else to sell shit unless they want to. I'm gonna explain why. You see the you see the media turning it, man. You already see the machine. You see it going like you gotta be like the top three seed. It's gonna be so hard to do. I just saw it and I saw this payout and I thought, you know what, I just made good money on my bet here. So Man, yeah, really that's a real bummer. Out of this. Yeah. <laughs> out of this uh, really it's sick, Adam, you're probably right that Nicole Jokic <laughs> won't win MVP. Is there a bet where I can say the Denver Nuggets won't win the championship this year? Is that possible? <laughs> I thought you guys would be happy for me that I made $84. Oh, I forgot to say congratulations on having <laughs> no faith in Nikola Jokic and cashing out early. Like, I, uh, I have complete faith in Nikola Jokic. Okay. Um, it's society that I don't okay. trust. It's right. society well, that's that put your money where down. your mouth is, buddy. Women and children only in these lifeboats and Adam Mares. <laughs> Rowing <laughs> to safety there. <laughs> that's the worst. Uh, guys, the other a couple other things things we have to get to you know if you can limit it to 12 turnovers or less in a game you did a great job what about if you get it down to 10 really good job and if i mean i've only heard this one or two times you keep it below five almost certainly winning but one tonight the denver nuggets don't ask me how had one turnover one had one turnover now some of this was a function of the way that they were portland was playing again not 
you know, there wasn't a lot of ball movement tonight because Portland wanted to stay home and make this into that one-on-one matchup for Denver. But the fact that they just didn't have any or, or just a, a single one, I, I, to me, that's that's absurd. I wouldn't even want to be the guy that had the turnover. If everybody else is taking care <laughs> of the ball and, and doing what they have to do, then you'd be the one guy you that just, has the you turnover. You just got one guy was. Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. You just got to drop 20 in the fourth, and then it's fine, bro. I, thought it was, I mean, everything I, is forgotten then. Yeah. It's, it's ice under the fridge at that point. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the Nuggets took care of the ball. And in the NBA, if you if you take care of the ball, you get more opportunities. You score. Like, it's, it's pretty simple. Taking care of the ball gets you um, whatever you want. And then you have two stars. Um, well, Jamal Murray looked like a star when he's in, in that type of zone um, against a, a team like Portland that has, you know, these guys that are just up and down and then Lillard who could close you out at any time. You can't right. give them extra scoring opportunities. So taking care of the ball works. I mean, it did, it did feel like they avoided that stretch where they just shoot themselves in the foot that we seem totally. seemingly on a game-to-game basis this season. Even that mellow stretch in the second, I thought some of that defense was fine and Melo totally. was just hitting mellow shots. He was just hitting mellow shots. So. Do you know the greatest part, moment of this game that we all laughed heartily at, which I want to just bring back up, was at the end of the half when they were like, Ooh, they don't. This is why they call him Logo Lillard for a reason. And he just, uh, right he as the buzzer goes off, dribbled home. into a, uh, <laughs> a shot clock into violation. A shot clock oh, someone violation. get me that NBA top shot. Tattoo <laughs> <laughs> it on my eyelids. <laughs> so funny. Uh, uh, the other big storyline tonight for me. Well, I'll, I'll talk about the lineup, but first I want to go to one player in the, in specifically tonight that I thought was very good, but maybe a little unheralded, which was Michael Porter. He gets 12 points tonight, 10 rebounds, mm. one assist, one block shot, goes four of nine, including two of four from three. That's an efficient night. Yep. Um, and it was a stay in his lane night. But more than anything, his defense was, I thought, solid tonight. There weren't plays where you looked out there and were like, what are you doing? Or, or any of those or offensive possessions where you thought he was doing too much or trying to insert himself too much. I thought this was a very good Michael Porter game. He, 30 point games, he has those whatever, and those are obviously awesome. But I feel like for him to reestablish himself on this team and to get where he wants, he needs six or seven of these. Yeah. Mm. The other stuff is going to come once he gets six or seven Dude, of these all, in a row. All of those points came in the first half, I think. They like, did, yeah. He scores. It, it really feels like they were trying, they were making a concerted effort to get him involved. And he was involved, and then he just was not involved. So but the, it would be nice to have But him it didn't like drop off. His play throughout. didn't drop off. No, no. Uh, it, uh, his shooting and involvement on the offense dropped off precipitously, but his quality of play on the defensive end and just being involved did not drop off. I would like to see his offense continue throughout. That would be see, nice. See, but I don't. Well, I mean, I would. Of course, I would like to. <laughs> but I'm saying I don't expect it. I really right. do think. I don't. Well, when but you have I those think, two guys rocking, like, what's the But point? what I'm saying is I think the team isn't looking to him to score. When they're he not. scores, it's a bonus. What they're looking for him to do is what he did tonight. And and that's why it was so impressive to me is that he didn't get the shot. He didn't get the feel good things, but he still did all of the hard, the dirty work. And I, I just think the team really wants that of him. It, it means something to this vet, to all the vets on this team that he can do that and be impactful. And then also just looking at it, Michael Porter came into this game probable, but they, you know, they, they right. talked about him being injured heading into the game. Guess right. who had the most minutes out of anybody in the game? Michael Porter Jr. Is that right? He had the Would most minutes in the game. 40 yeah. minutes. That's not a coincidence. That's Malone, Malone seeing that this guy such a had a, a, a double-double and, and did what he had to do <laughs> out there. Um, it's also not a coincidence that Michael Porter Jr. looks best at power forward. Like They put him mm, at a spot that he's really comfortable at, and he's been playing really well in those situations. Yeah. I like, like you said, Adam, he does not have to score – to have an effective game and also to look like he fits in on this team. He had yeah. 10 rebounds. He's, he 
he showed flashes. He was like the guy that they went through early in the game, and he got them on the board and going. And then he kind of, you know, just like mellowed down but still made the right plays. Yes. And that's exactly what you but, need from Michael Porter Jr. You but, don't need these huge scoring nights to say he had a good sometimes night. Sometimes you do. Because then you trick him into thinking, mm. that's what I need to do instead of well, these things. Right. But don't, you think, don't you feel like had Michael Porter Jr. had a great or at least a, like an above average for him offensive night, we wouldn't have been sweating it out to a team that was on the second night of a back-to-back coming into Denver. Like we would have just blown this team out like we should have. No. I mean, maybe he could have been, you know, a burst factor in the third. And this is a team that struggles in the third a lot. Like I wouldn't mind seeing them try to get him going in those I'm moments. Saying, like I want those three to, I want all three of those guys to just, just for sure, but fire. back to the, to the point we made at the top of the show, this was the best Yoke and Murray looked together for to sure. close a game all season. No question. Complete control. And so it it was okay to see MPJ to fall back because zero points in the fourth, but four rebounds in the fourth. Twelve minutes, team high plus five. So he didn't disengage. No, right? not at all. It, he wasn't involved, but he was on the court, and it wasn't four versus five. And in a lot of ways, that's like a best case scenario thing. Yeah. And then you just look at like the things that you could continue to do. He can do these type of games very often and can find consistency. Is he going to be able to score 30 every single night? No. Right. So oh, these are the things point. that you want him to, to continue to do. So these are the type of games that I hope that he goes back and says, I was able to play the entire mm. game and coach really did trust in me. And hopefully Malone like is in his ear saying, like, that's what we need from you because those games are replicable. Yeah. And I think this is I'm, – I'm telling you, this is the key for Michael Malone, whether – whether Michael Porter understands it or not, I really do think it's one of those things where he's like, I wouldn't be surprised tonight in the post-game commentary. When's going to join us here in like 10, 15 minutes? I wouldn't be surprised if Malone put extra praise on Michael Porter tonight than he did, even in the nights when he scored 30 or 25 or whatever, or had the highlight block. I wouldn't be surprised if tonight was a night he sort of singled out for him. When when you you punish the dog and then later on you pet the dog, you give the dog treats, you make sure that that he still knows that you love him. And then... You get the the loyalty, but you break the bad habits, and then you hit him on the nose of the paper. I forget we for talking who we're talking about. <laughs> a human being. <laughs> oh, but, uh, yeah, but, but, but I'm just kidding. Uh, I want to now reveal what is now my new favorite five man line. I really uh, think this might be my my new favorite. So we've talked a lot about guys about, and, and honestly, Composo deserves his own segment. Maybe we'll give it give him some more airtime here in a second. But we've talked about Jamal Murray playing best alongside. What is that? I'm counting the... the oh, <laughs> playing best alongside another point guard. So you put Composo out there, who, by the way, Composo's defense... Dude, can we talk about this? I mean, we'll talk, I, we have to give him his own airtime, so uh, we'll talk about it in a second. But Composo, you put him out there. Yep. He just hounds the other team. He can run pick Nothing and roll. Hound dog, he can, makes the right plays. Like He knows how to play Jokic ball. He knows how to be in the way or out of the way, depending on what you need. So you get Composo, you get Murray, you stopped counting. You get Michael Porter <laughs> Jr., would add you some length and everything. You get Zeke Naji, who, by the way, guys, the, the defense, I'm telling you, mm. the defense, I'm liking it. Got burned a few times by Damian Lillard down the stretch, but, I mean, come on. He's, we're talking about a power forward guarding a, a guard. If he gets some stops, that's that's a positive. And then, of course, Jokic. I like that lineup because you get the Murray-Jokic two-man game. You also get Compasso as a another guy that can run pick and roll with Jokic, and he'd had a couple passes tonight to him that delivered it just on the money. Then you get size. I mean, we talk so often about Denver playing, you know, small perimeter basketball. Zeke always on the perimeter, so that works. But he's six foot eleven, mm. and then Michael Porter also six foot eleven around the. Per- that's a really tall lineup <laughs> that's tall. perimeter oriented, and you get low usage guys with point guards. I just 
I love it. We saw a lot of it tonight, and I and I loved it. Beautiful. And and the yeah, you don't really sacrifice much. I mean, floor space right. is there. There's D. I mean, it's. I I absolutely loved that lineup tonight. This was one of my lineups. You asked us two games ago when all these injuries yeah. happened. I've been wanting to see this one. Um, you know, you talk about trying to put uh, Jamal next to a point guard too. I mean, Faku really. I I'm buying anyone who dares to sell Faku stock right now. Matt Moore, I am buying. Whoa, I'm buying all of it. I don't it. think Matt Moore. Matt Moore is like he dead had no stock with Gary Harris. <laughs> yeah, stock. So he, never yeah, was, he never owned yeah. Faku stock to begin with. He can't sell it. <laughs> Yeah, he has, no, he, ha- he has no stock for sure. <laughs> By the way, Stocks I love Matt. He's my friend, but that's a sub tweet. But yeah, but, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not if a sub if I say your name, is it? What you say <laughs> directly? When you look into the camera, you point Matt Moore. I'll, I'll get you. Subtweet. <laughs> Dev, where where are you at with that five man lineup? Are you? I mean, we haven't. I don't know if we've seen it prior to tonight, and if we have, I don't remember it. But seeing it out there on the court tonight, I was like, ooh, I think they found something here. Well, just putting the the guys at their natural positions of what they truly are. Michael Porter Jr. at the four, it yeah. just works. And then Jamal Murray off ball, it just works. It works right. for spacing. It works for like continuity and just like flow of the offense. Um, everyone is involved. If they're not involved, and they're still moving. And, and it's like it's a mixture of high IQ mixed with scoring, and you get everything that you really need. Uh, and then you couple it with size, so you could match it up with anybody. You could match up with the small lineups. You could you could go big if you need to. So I think that that just works. So I think that tonight was the first that had played. Played six and a half minutes. It was a plus nine, or yeah, six and a half, seven minutes, uh, and it was a plus nine. Listen to this, guys. They went nine for eleven from the field. Is that good? That's very good, including four for four from three. So maybe some of this is, you know, we need a, obviously a larger sample size. But tonight, it just it's a lineup that makes sense. You get six assists on nine field goals. Well, yeah. um, you get zero free throws out of this, and you still win the win. I those mean, minutes. a lot of this is is inflated because Murray went absolutely ballistic. Uh, and he was just hitting every single shot. But this was a third quarter lineup primarily. They played yeah. it in the fourth for just a couple minutes. Yeah, I, I was going to say like it's funny. Like more often than not, just in the tenure of Michael Malone, we always like find some lineup that he's absolutely forced to play through injury, right? And just through just pure necessity that we're like, why don't you do that all the time? <laughs> uh, and he won't. He won't do it ever again. But it was fun to see. Yeah, <laughs> I think he might though. Honestly, Possible. like Malone's look. I think you can tell the guys Malone naturally gravitates towards and guys maybe he naturally does not gra- gravi- say that? gravitates away from. Michael Porter seems to be one of those guys he mm. gravitates away from, but, you know, tough love, whatever. Now that you mention it. Now that I mention it. Um, obviously, he loves Maria Jokic, like he's a big guy. But Zeke and Compasso, high on the Michael Malone skip. There's a mo- Michael Malometer. Like that, that the really millimeter? is so good. Oh, Michael Malometer. Let me, let me yeah, hear it. Yeah. We actually shot that to. one down. Uh, Zeke Naji and Composo oh are like, gosh. they almost break the scale. Those are the types of guys he absolutely loves. So I think we might see it. We might see it more. The millimeter. I can't. I heard nothing else after you said that. <laughs> so <laughs> let's talk about Composo because, like I said, he deserves his own his own airtime tonight. He goes one of five from the field tonight. One of four from three. He gets six assists, three rebounds, three points. Plus four. He has a block shot. He had a block shot tonight. Do I remember this? Who? Uh, Facundo Campazzo had a block shot tonight. Yeah, I don't remember when that was. It, was, it must have been when somebody was going up. I, I think it may have been on Melo. He did take two charges in one possession. Oh, my God. Get, not, not, call. They were just like, they were just comic, uh, like, <laughs> we're just <laughs> falling and getting up and falling. And, and when no he did that, he still found a way to get back to his man. Yeah. I don't know how he does. He, he plays so hard. We oh. need somebody out there to take that uh, and, and put it up against Yakety Sacks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but back on Faku, 
before we could even talk about his game today, that pass in the corner was beautiful. Oh, Tanaji. He had like, he had like five it, of them. But that one, that yep. one was. I don't. I don't even. It was so beautiful. Like we talk about NBA Top Shot. Like that is a beautiful play. And it was to Zeke Naji, and he shows off his beautiful stroke. And and everything just was like going well. But even on games that he's not scoring, Faku, he still finds a way to still control things sure. and show that he's still a part of the offense and still knows how to run things. They don't need him to score, but they need him to run the offense and control pace, and that's exactly what he does. And he makes sure to get everyone involved. Like a lot of his passes, he had the the the, the two steals uh, early in the game, and then one of the steals, he he holds it under like just composed chest pass Zeke Naji for the the fast break. Like those are the type of plays that you need from like a veteran type of guard. And I mean, even though he's older, he's still a rookie, still trying to learn the NBA like system. So, I, like, you got to tip your hat to a game, a, a player like that. I'm very in on Faku, so and yeah. I'm not saying this is like a novelty, you're, novelty you're or what? I don't know. That didn't <laughs> uh, Apparently, he got the block on Dame Lillard. We've been told a hundred times. It's a Damian Lillard. Yeah, I can't I guess remember we're this idiots. One for some reason. Yeah, yeah everybody like saw a... it. Well, I'll get you guys. I don't know if everybody saw it. Somebody from the arena actually texted me today saying. I don't know if, if anybody caught this because nobody was talking about it, but apparently he had a pass to Hartenstein where he nutmegs Cantor too. So you were talking about that pass. That's why I said there was multiple of them because one of them apparently he passed it. He nutmegs somebody and it was so smooth that nobody even noticed. There's the one to Yoke too, where he just popped always it over, over the, the head. He's really head. he likes that one. I loved Zeke on that play. Like he caught that ball. It actually wasn't a great pass. It was like a step in front of the line, and Zeke was like, "No, I have to finish this highlight." Like he was right. always going to shoot that ball. Dude. Yeah, Zeke's ready. Um, Zeke, he did hesitate once today, though. He Zeke did. did. There yeah, was one was like a little half hesitant. It was the first time I noticed it. But Compazzo. So I wonder now, and this might be a ways away. Who knows what the status is with Gary Harris, PJ Dozier? Maybe we're talking about after the All Star break. You almost we're getting so close now that any injury, you start to wonder, do you just wait? <laughs> um, but when everybody's back. I think Faku has to play, and I think he has to play good. I don't think he's a 10-minute-per-game guy. Like To me, Faku changes the energy of the game. He fits with a lot of lineups that I really like, and I to me, he's in. Like you start to, The guys that are in for sure, Jamal Murray's obviously in. Okay. I think Monte Morris is, is for sure in, Like unless they traded him, you know, which I don't anticipate There's no way he ever yeah, he doesn't fall out of the rotation. But Monte Morris is in. I, th- I also think Gary Harris is in. Like I just don't think you, you ask Gary Harris. No, There's no. one more spot. And you've got Will Barton, you've got P.J. Dozier, and you've got uh, Facundo Campazzo. I think Barton is in as well, but I think he's in as a small forward, like a backup small forward. I kind of think it comes down to Dozier and Campazzo, and I wouldn't be surprised if Campazzo not only won that battle, but also stole some minutes from some of the other guys, Gary Harris and Monte Morris. Like, just takes two from each of those guys and all of P.J.'s minutes. I think with Malone, he's going to just do, like, matchup-based maybe um, with Dozier. So the bigger guards... Um, he'll try to have Dozier be the one that's trying to guard the bigger guards um, and, and put the like Gary Harris and the other guys. But then on those small guards that are, you know, quick and, and give the Nuggets troubles every single time, um, the De'Aaron Foxes and, and players like that, that's when Faku will earn his minutes. And the so. thing that you get to see with, with Faku is regardless of if he plays a lot of minutes or if he doesn't play, when he finally gets on the game, he's ready. Like, he's yeah. going to be ready. He's still going to be his same right. energetic yeah. self. Like, no pouting. He, he's like, he. Um, everything about him is veteran, and, and he's already been here before, it, it feels like. So well, he, I mean, that's just good. He's a he's literally a veteran, but that's a rookie. I mean, uh, he's, he's he's quite old. The, the funny thing, though, about Compazzo, just really quick, Brandon. The, go for the, it. The, um, the thing about Compazzo is that you don't, you, we've seen what it looks like when you give him little 
bits of minutes here and there, and mm-hmm. he's like wildly ineffective. But then when you just allow mm. him to go out there and like actually play the game that he, you know, the way that he wants to put the to, ball in put his the hands. ball in his hands, like he flourishes. He he gets even. He plays even bigger than he is, and so. But if, can I push back on one thing? Sure. Though? Because I'm with you on the ball in his hands thing. But I think it's actually less important than because the ball wasn't in his hands a ton tonight. He actually no, was, he was off ball. on the court. But, but this was my point is I think it had as much to do early on just to like, where was he? You're right about the low minute totals. 100% agree. It's hard to be good in like six minutes at a time. But I think it's also just the team learning him and him learning the team and like just learning where you fit in. And that's natural. I mean, these guys did not really have a training camp. Remember the first like five days of training camp. Nobody could even be in the same the building at the same time. So yeah. <laughs> going from a limited opportunity to get to know each other and everybody to get to know you to now where they are, where I just feel like he knows where he belongs on this team and when to insert himself into totally. an action, when not to, and then defensively playing, you know, he's picking up all those fouls less so lately because I think he just kind of learned like when and how to be aggressive. So at that point, your backup center is just completely out of the rotation, right? Maybe. Yeah. Everybody bumps down a little bit and Jamichael green and Paul Millsap now are taking up a lion's share of your, your big, that minutes. seems more likely to me than one of, Faku, PJ, or Barton. Our commenters brought up a good point. PJ is a Malone guy too. I mean, he is a Malone. He is a Malone guy. I that to me seems more likely at this point, but we'll see. Weird that like Monte Morris might be the least (laughs) Malone guy of all the guys that the Nuggets have. Monte Morris of all the guys. I'm just saying, like Malone's a Murray guy. He's a Composo guy. He's yeah, a Gary Harris Porter's guy. Probably yeah, I'm just saying that he's a Dozier guy. Like I think he likes Monte Morris too. It's just weird that he might be the Red, lowest yeah. of the of the of the Malone guys. Which of Malone really likes his backwards? What I'm saying. Do you have guys? I, I'm here, a, here on the couch. I'm a, room, which maybe. of us are your guys? I'm a huge Brendan guy. Sure. sure. I'm a uh, I'm a pretty good dev, big dev guy. Sure, up g- and down. Uh-huh, up or down. Yeah, got it. Uh, oh, Kale. I'm kale. a big Kale guy. Absolutely. Uh, pretty much Hawaii. Recently. I love this gnome. <laughs> big gnome. Big gnome guy. And then if I said uh-huh. last place, it'd probably sure. be Jokic here, the yeah. Jokic guy. He's also great. So, um, that hurt more than I thought. Thanks for asking. <laughs> it really hurt a lot more than I thought it would. Really, really stung. <laughs> Zeke Naji again tonight. His shooting has fallen off. Although he was two of six from three tonight, which is pretty good. But his show, his shooting has uh, has continued to be good. His defense, I think, is still impressive. People are starting to take notice of it. I think his defense and and the impact that he's having. Uh, Hartenstein gets ten minutes tonight. Goes one of three. He was a plus five in those ten minutes with four points, three rebounds. But he continues to be the one guy that I feel like is almost certainly out of the rotation once anybody comes back. Yeah, I mean, he's also a little bit of a victim too. Of you know, if you're looking for an explanation, I, the first place I would go is like we just said how hard it is to play six minutes at a time when you don't know if you're playing or not. You know, if I were Isaiah Hartenstein, I would probably not. I would have a hard time thinking that coaching staff has a lot of confidence in me. I've got a long leash. Right. Um, having said all that, I don't think he's done much to earn more minutes. Yeah. So I would think that he's probably the odd man out. He has to be. He's terrible. Yeah, but like, I don't think he's terrible, honestly. You guys I, can see. You can. I, Adam, I'm not being. Pre- I'm not, I think he's terrible. You don't think terrible. I have a hard time telling, saying when I think guys are terrible? I just, one, I think there's a couple things working against him for you specifically, but I think for everyone as well. He's just so goofy, man. Like, just, even when he makes good plays, he no. looks bad doing it. He just drops the ball. Like, he is. Like we want, we wanted to call him Hard Rock, but like that describes literally feel, yeah. only his hands. <laughs> his hands are being hard, like. <clears throat> Coming in a little Eric, he watches the show. I don't know. Yeah, he does not watch the show. Uh, but his only field goal today was like a play that I wish that he like would study and know this is what you're here for. 
um, the cut, bounce pass, went and slammed the ball. Like, yeah, I yeah. wish he had more of that because that's what we've seen from Mason Plumley. That's what we're used to. It would have been a backwards dunk, but it still would have been <laughs> a dunk nonetheless. And, and just putting yourself at the dunker spot and, and grabbing boards and getting yourself going, like I wish that – there was more of that and less of the goofy plays. And and again, like Adam said, his looks also like take it away from you because he is so goofy. And I know he's, he's missing awkward. a lot of like passes and, and a lot of things that it makes it hard. But there is like small like moments from him. And also he was able to to play a few mi- like more minutes tonight, which they really needed. I mean, they needed him. Yeah. Like, Only eight so, guys played tonight. Yeah. So you, you, you have crazy. to go through him and give him that time. And hopefully he makes more of that time. You've given me a lot to think about. I've, I'm rescinding my. Uh, he's terrible. <laughs> he can just be a little better. That's all. I, uh, <laughs> he's a good roller, Dave. I agree. I feel bad now. I've, I, uh, he's a great screener and a great roller. And I think that when you have skilled players around that, that actually true. really pops. And so, you know, passing. I said this in the. I remember in the preseason, I said something like when I went back and watched his passing from from seasons past. I'm like. He makes some really great passes, and he makes some like inexplicably bad ones. And then the preseason, if you guys remember, he had like he looked like Magic Johnson for a while there, and everyone's like, "Dude, you said this guy sucks at passing. He's amazing." And I'm like, "I don't. Maybe he's great. I don't know." <laughs> but now, now you see it. it's like every now and then he just like throws the craziest, and you're like, "Dude, how'd you miss that one up?" Um, but it is meaningful to me that he only got ten minutes tonight when Malone went to such a tight rotation, and he only left him on the court there. I know it's going to sound crazy. If guys come back, I think Hartenstein obviously gets bumped. I like Jermichael Green better. Paul Millsap, he trusts more, you know, whatever. But if guys are not back for the while, I still would like to see him get 10 to 15 minutes because I, I do wonder what he looks like two, three games from now if he continues to get more and more minutes because if he can be a guy that Nuggets can count on for 15, 20 minutes, like that's so big for Jokic. It's so big for him it's to not have to play 38 enormous. minutes all the time. You know one thing he's better at, Mason Plumley then Getting away with moving screens. Yeah, he's that's very true. very good at those, uh, yeah. I've noticed that. Plumlee really... can't get away with a moving screen to save his life. Uh, Harrison Wynn should be joining us very shortly here to tell us what was going on in the post-game commentary. Jamal Murray's birthday. Maybe there's a little, oh. you know, maybe he has some fire quotes for his birthday. Was Harrison invited? Uh, oh, no, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Harrison's like, sorry, guys, I'm out today. Got an awesome invite. Did he, did he bring the gift we all bought for him? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but we're going to take a break, and then we'll get to that on the other side. Take it away, Brendan. Why not have it both ways in uncertain times, gentlemen? You can make money and work while you're earning your degree. MSU students can tell you all about it. They work double the hours while taking classes, just like any other school in Colorado. A lot of people are trying to figure how to do things out from home, from online these days. MSU Denver Online. They've been mastering this process for a while. It's not an A to B process. It's not lazy. They're not printing your degree. They're trying to put you in a dynamic education, uh, put you in the classroom with professors who have real world experience. They're trying to get you prepared for a world that's uh, ever changing and keep you ever adaptable. So if you're not looking to compromise, if you're not looking to choose and you're looking to keep your education going, check out our friends at MSU Denver online isn't it weird when the music the music is so distracting but then when it goes off it's also distracting this is like uh, what it must be like in ball arena when that's <laughs> so true you're right it's just like i was having to manufacture energy today. yeah hey kale could you do some fake crowd noise back there <laughs> or that uh, could you sing uh who let the dogs out <laughs> uh, I, I really enjoy being able to hear and think it makes me happy people don't know man people don't know it can be rough it can be rough out there 
The Colorado Hawks is a nonprofit organization helping athletes from all over Colorado achieve their dreams of playing sports at the next level and earning college scholarships. The Hawks produce high-level athletes in boys and girls basketball and soccer. Oh, this is a new one. This and is a new most read. importantly, this the is Hawks an affordable league. program that this has never turned an athlete away due to costs. You know about the Hawks, Dev, I think. The Colorado Hawks program prides itself on keeping kids off the streets Bloody and helping underprivileged youth earn opportunities they might not get otherwise. This, year's the, this year, the Hawks organization will celebrate its 25th anniversary very cool stuff. We've teamed up with the Hawks to raise awareness for their great organization. As they uh, as they are a nonprofit, our number one goal is to help fundraise for the organization to help them continue to provide these opportunities for young athletes in our home of Colorado, your home of Colorado. I'm not I'm not from Colorado. They've got a sweet shirt for sale. <laughs> is, with 100% this, is this your home? Pro- is it, it is. your home? It is. I've got that D line co shirt and everything. Uh, they've got a sweet shirt for sale, though, Colorado Hawks do, with 100% of the proceeds going right back into the program. Head to JokicForMVP.com to get a great high-quality shirt that says, you guessed it, Jokic for MVP. And you can help a great organization at the same time. So let's come together, support a program that has helped provide so many opportunities for Colorado's youth. Check out JokicForMVP.com to buy a shirt, and all of those proceeds will go to the Hawks. I like it. That's really cool. I think some of the I think some of the the boys we're always talking about went there. You said uh, one of them had a third quadruple double tonight. Yes, third quadruple double in high think, school. How yeah, many so ha- How many have happened in the state history? I think that that he was tied for first when he had his first one, <laughs> <laughs> and he now has three this season. It's insane. Um, and he's only a sophomore. What's his name again? Uh, Asan Diop. That's great. It's insane. And then there's also Bayfall that's there, and he's the number three player in the country uh, for the 2023 class. Bayfall? Bayfall. That's a good name. Fall's like the most common last name in Senegal. It's Mm -hmm. like Smith of Senegal. Like Taco. Learn something new every day. Taco Fall. Yeah, Taco Fall. There you go. That's right. That is another person with that name. Gala Amadou Fall. There's a bunch of Falls. I'm buying a Jokic for MVP MVP shirt. Supporting a great cause. That's awesome. Look at you, man. That was quick. We the first time reading that ad, and boom, already. Look at how many seconds. That's got to be an all-time high. You know why? All-time high. Brandon was very... Persuasive. Convincing. Yeah, Convincing. I, I like anything, tonight, anything he talks about. I do. I'm buying uh, some Breck Brew. I'm locating some right now also. <laughs> I like it. Um, we should... You know one thing we haven't talked about that now while we're waiting for... Uh, it, it sounds like Jamal Murray, birthday boy, took a little extra time today in the locker room, so he's going to be uh, Harrison talking to him now. We haven't talked about the Denver Nuggets getting a G League team. Oh, that's right. The Denver Nuggets got a G League team. We they really didn't talk one. about that at all. Yo, we really didn't. This is crazy because like, there is no player. There are two players that absolutely, absolutely need a G League uh, team in, in existence, and that is uh, Bol Bol and it is Marcus Howard. And the fact that they're like just sitting and wasting away on the bench, like Bol Bol is never going to get minutes at, at this stage in his career. He absolutely just needs to be on the court playing. Like it sucks. I, it just sucks so bad the way that, that <coughs> everything is shaking out for him right now. Like I would love to see Marcus Howard on the G League squad. I would love to see Bol Bol up there putting out. Bol's numbers. a fun watch in G League too. Yo, like he, he tries stuff. We got to get this going, man. So it's the Grand Rapids Drive, and as as you mentioned, it's a team that's already established. Yep. Um, Denver is acquiring them. I think going from Detroit now to Denver, so Denver now has them. This is going to stay in Grand Rapids. There's going to continue to be the drive, which is a little bit of a bummer because let's be honest, One the, of the dr- miners, the drive it fits with the Pistons. It's very no. car themed. It's very okay. Is Michigan that, is that that is for sure they're going to stay as the drive at least for the time being. I mean, I don't. It'd be a little bit weird, I think, to be the Grand Rapids miners because it, you know it doesn't really. There's not a lot of mining culture, in my knowledge. Maybe there I, is. Yeah, that's uh, Grand Rapids, absolutely. There's a lot of mining. Uh, yeah, I, I, I will Rapids, admit to knowing nothing about Grand Rapids. You went, you went to Grand Rapids. 
I did? In, isn't that North Dakota? <laughs> no, no, Dakota? no, no, no. I think there is a Grand be. Rapids, but there, this is Grand Rapids, Grand Michigan. Rapids, Michigan, Michigan. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm right sorry. off of Lake Michigan. Your I'm geography, sorry. man. Sorry. My it's Eric's goodness. first day on Earth. Remember when Seychelles came in? They didn't even know about the Seychelles. Oh, hold on. Like, Grand Rapids is a, a city in yeah. South Dakota. Yeah, there's there's Grand Rapids all over, man. This, this has been every, Geography this Corner. This has been Geography But Eric's not wrong. But he is wrong. He is wrong. I want everybody to know that he is wrong because the Grand Rapids Drive are in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Well, I you were asking me specifically just about the I will admit though mining. I don't know if there is a mining history to Grand Rapids, Michigan. There I, could there's be. I don't really not. know. Definitely not. Almost certainly not. If you do know at home, let us know in the comments. Nonetheless, the Nuggets get a, a G League team and I think that's really cool starting next season. So the Nuggets will officially it's funny because I don't know who's going to go there. Like you no. would assume that what happened? You got us a great it's not Grand Rapids, South Dakota, Eric. It's Rapid City, South Dakota. Yeah, of course it's uh, Rapid City. Are you guys where Mount Rushmore is? Why would he say that? Is that yeah. what you were thinking of? Bumped you were an idiot, man. You were an idiot. Do you ever just want to disappear? Sorry, bro. This is not live on the internet. I can't believe you went along with me. I went to school in South Dakota. How did you not even know? I knew that you agreed with him. You're like, I think there is one. I don't know. I just wanted to back my friend. He looks sad. I have to go with him. That's the first time anyone on the show has called me their friend. That's what I'm saying. Uh, that is that might be true. Actually. It really did stand out. Yeah, it felt weird because I heard him say it. Um, but the, all right, so the Nuggets next year they get the Grand Rapids Drive. Uh, they acquire him, and it's funny because next year Zeke Naji already playing. I this it's hard to go that far in the future. Maybe these guys get traded. Who knows what happens? Who knows what prospects come in? Denver will have a pick, you know, so they'll have a pick. Uh, you know, maybe that's the guy that goes. But next year you don't expect Zeke Naji to be in the G League. You don't expect R.J. Hampton to be in the G League. There's a pathway for those guys. Paul Bull, if he's still on the team, it wouldn't make sense to send a third-year player down to the G League, I don't think. He'd probably <laughs> just decide to move on or whatever. But it's just it does feel like they really could have used one for the last four or five years, and now you have one, and you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe this is one guy. I mean, I mean, the big thing about it is player development, and the Nuggets have been – a team that hasn't had much of it because their guys have had to just watch, like sit and watch, and then there's not like much time for practice, so they're not getting any time, any type of game reps or anything like that. And there's only so much learning you could do from watching. Like you need that experience. So having that experience is gonna like work dividends for the the Nuggets because they need players to be playing totally. to get better. Bull, 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 especially like would have loved to have had him in the own dude. I mean, it's 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 a bummer the like the, the whole bubble situation that you had to like pay a bunch of money. The Nuggets weren't really so, which made it so that the Nuggets couldn't send their players to glom onto other teams. Like, right. just just rotten luck for those two <coughs> players, especially. I just hope that uh, they are given a chance to stick around and, and and develop a little bit more. I'm I'm extremely excited for this because I just love like the last few years if they had guys down in the G if Bull Bull was down in the G League. You know, if you if you could have utilized that for some of the end of bench prospects, like I would be all in. This year, you know, who would be there Marcus Howard? I don't know. Maybe I'd tune in from time. I'd certainly be looking at the box scores or this or that, but you know, Bull Bull's down there. I'm watching for sure every single right. time. No and then also, you know, I'm really curious to see how the Nuggets structure this because every team uses their G League team differently. And I would love for the Nuggets to really put a lot of thought into how they can best leverage it. Can they use it as a grassroots for developing coaching staff, grassroots for trying out different types of, of, of basketball? Do you just try to find the not even a guy you want on your team, but you just find the closest replica you have to Nikola Jokic? Maybe Sean May. Remember, you guys remember Sean May from back in the day? He was like... Really good college player, not great, good, good NBA player, but North he was a good Carolina. passer. North Carolina, big, chunky guy. Maybe you try to find a Sean May 
and make him the staple so guys learn how to play with a Jokic type and and, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. I just that's really great. Is it weird at all to you? Do you guys feel a gust in here? Oh man, oh, I do. Oh, I actually man. do. It's got a little cold. A wind a wind. blowing down from Rapid City. <laughs> Rapid City, South Dakota. Here it comes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, uh Harrison, what's going on, brother? We can't hear you, and I think it's on your end. Super producer Kale would never screw this up. He's blaming you for what it's All right, worth. Harrison, try again. Uh, can you hear me now? It was, in fact, Kale. I saw he clicked a button. I, Kale tried to sneak it in as if he wasn't, but I saw it, it was not your fault, Harrison. It's not your fault. Um, big night at, at Ball Arena, man. Yeah, this was a fun one, guys. Um, this was a fun one. A close game, two playoff caliber teams. It feels like everybody on the Nuggets roster played well tonight or like had a lot of like really, really positive moments. So that was cool. And yeah, a lot to talk about in the post game zoom as well. That's awesome. Well, take us in there. I had a prediction that Michael Malone was going to be overly effusive in his praise for Michael Porter jr. Tonight. That was my theory. Cause I feel like this was a perfect game for Michael Porter to earn some brownie points from Michael Malone. Yeah, you nailed that prediction. You nailed it. <laughs> I hate when Adam's right. Do you so want to tell Porter us why? He does these ones where he, that was a good lead in Harrison to uh, to expound upon that. Okay, you guys ready? You guys ready for me to talk? All right. We're ready. Um, Michael Porter Jr. had team high 10 rebounds tonight. Malone also said he had a team high 12 contested Shots. Ooh, I like That's that. That's one of those stats. Denver's coaching staff takes off to the side. A team high 12 contested shots. Malone said tonight, I thought it was an all around game from him. He also said, quote, I just like the place he's in. I congratulated him, post game in the locker room. He said, coach, I just want to help this team win. So you're exactly right, Adam. A lot of praise for Michael Porter Jr. And Mike also had some interesting stuff to say that I'll get to in a second. But um, you hit the nail on the head. A complete game, an all-around game for him tonight. When you were watching, did it stand out to you, the impact he was having? A little bit. um, A little bit. Not as much as Malone's post-game praise uh, seems Mm. like it should have. But... It was definitely notable how he went four or seven from the first half and then seemed like he barely touched the ball in the second half. Right. That was notable, I thought. Finished up four of nine. But um, staying engaged, that was the thing. Continuing to rebound and defend after the no, ball sure. went away from him. That To me, that was it. Yeah, for sure. The 10 rebounds were good as well. And look, we've seen him time and time again. If he's not a focal point of the offense, if he's not getting a lot of looks, he'll – not be engaged on the other end of the floor. So, I mean, the fact that he got those 10 rebounds and Malone obviously liked what he saw because he played 40 minutes tonight. Right. I think that tied a career high, at least in the regular season. So uh, he was out there. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, what else did Malone zero in on in his commentary? Um, he shouted out Monte Morris and Falcon Composo for their defense on Damian Lillard. Yeah. He said, Damian Lillard's an MVP candidate. In my eyes, I thought Monte and Faku accepted that challenge and just tried to be into him as much as possible. And mm. then Malone also it's was true. talking about Zeke Naji's game. 
And of course, Zeke Naji was matched up on Carmelo for a lot of this night. And Melo did most of his scoring from the mid-range. Absolutely classic vintage Melo right on Zeke Naji's head, even though I thought it was pretty decent defense from Zeke most of the time. Malone said, Carmelo is one of the best one-on-one scorers in NBA history. That's a great experience for a guy like Zeke Naji. Kind of got baptized tonight by a great player, and that's what young players have to go through, rites of passage and learning. That's how Zeke gets better. What's funny, though, is Carmelo tonight was all shots you live with. And, like, Carmelo's good enough to make them. Kevin Durant's good enough to make those enough. You know, there's a, Kawhi Leonard. There's a handful of guys that are good enough. But Z, when you're talking about the type of defense Zeke is good at, he's good at taking away the high-value shots. He was – Carmelo was kept in front of him. Mm-hmm. Melo was hitting sidestep, you know, jumpers or whatever. And it's like, hey, man, I don't – there's not a great defender on earth that's going to take right. that way away from him. And Eric was on this at halftime. At some point, he's going to miss him. He went like eight for eight in the first half on those tough mid-rangers. Eventually, you miss him, and there's a reason that shot's not that valuable. Yeah, for sure. Another thing, or I guess I could say theme of tonight in the post-game interviews, Denver just not overthinking it. This is something that Nikola Jokic really hit on. When talking about the one turnover tonight, can you believe Nuggets had one turnover tonight? I Insane. think I saw that's an NBA record. Fewest <laughs> turnover ever in a game. That's I mean, insane. Like one turnover. It's ridiculous that it happened in this game where it was like such a tight game throughout as well. True. Um, but Jokic just credited that with the fact that he didn't think the Nuggets overthought anything tonight. If they were open, they shot it. He obviously shot That's a lot, point. so he, he didn't pass the ball as much as he would in a normal game either. I mean, he shot 32 times tonight. And then that theme of overthinking also carried over to Jokic's game, he thought. He was asked about just what he's thinking about when he's reading defenses and double teams because Malone also hit on the fact that I think Jokic leads the NBA in 40-point games this season or he's tied for the lead. I think this is his fourth 40-point game of the year. He usually has one a year. He had one last year, one the year before, one the year before right. that. And Yoke said, quote, when you think sometimes you overthink, if they come, he's talking about guys double-teaming him, they come, if they don't, I'm just going to shoot it or whatever. I'm just going to play the game. I'm not going to think about it anymore. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And I think it's true. I mean, I do think he's learned how to play even more off of instinct and being present you're you shot 20 times doesn't mean you have to stop just means in the first half some of those looked like he was off he didn't have his touch and he just shot his way through it which is a newfound development for sure yeah he had some uncharacteristic misses tonight like air balls yeah shots that were way off but he continued to go at canner go at canner particularly in the first half because it was just one-on-one defense the whole night yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, did he have anything else, Jokic? Was there any any other thing he kind of pointed out? Nothing else really from Yoke. I can get to what uh, Mike and Jamal had to say because uh, I thought they both had some interesting stuff. Um, Mike, of course, started at the four tonight, his first start at power mm, forward. He, yeah. he said nothing really felt different, though. Uh, the offense is so interchangeable that he didn't really have to adjust at all. Mm. Um, I thought the offense looked pretty good, but he, he says things didn't really look that much different. Mm. And then kind of on the topic of Malone saying he had a complete game 
uh, how engaged he was. Here's what uh, Mike had to say about the fact that, look, he only had nine shots tonight. He had to do other things to help his team win. And just his improvement on the defensive end of the floor. He said, I definitely feel better and more prepared and more ready to make rotations and things like that. Right now, sometimes you don't get touches. Sometimes it's time for Joker or Jamal to take over and you're not getting the touches that you necessarily want. That's an opportunity for me to work on those other areas of the game. That's what I'm trying to do. Some nights will be my night to score. Sometimes it will be my night to contribute in other ways. So that's where his mindset's at right now. Dude, this guy is nailing the pressers this yeah, year. He really is. He really is. <laughs> he really is. And, it's funny. And, and here is the money quote from Porter on the night on like where that more readiness on defense comes from. He said, quote, I got tired of people like y'all saying I don't play defense. He did yes. say that with a smile. He did say that with a laugh, but he let that off tonight. And then he just said, it's a readiness. Knowing your opponent, instead of reacting when actions are ran, it's more anticipating. I think I'm doing a better job of that. It, I, like, I love that quote in, in part because I thought this happened last year in the playoffs. Mm. Remember, Michael Porter came into the bubble, confidence on 100, gets a 37-piece, a 30-piece. You go into the playoffs, and I thought he was like, I'm ready. And then if you watched, because this was national broadcast, if you watched TNT after those first three games, everyone's like, Porter can't play, he can't guard anyone. And I just thought maybe he would. there was no running from it. Right. So I, like, part of me is goes, I hope he did hear all the – like, you need to hear that. You need to know that you're less than in certain areas and have to raise yourself. <laughs> I'm just thinking about yeah. the way that you manage all of us. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's a little less amused. <laughs> the glare. <laughs> anyway, Harrison, if you could. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Michael Jordan. Uh, all right, what else uh, What else we got? So we got Jamal left. Birthday and, boy. Um, yeah, the birthday boy. And look, this was, I'm going to write about this too. I'm going to write about kind of what was happening on the Nuggets sideline when um, Jamal got hurt tonight. But there was a point when he came over, the Nuggets called a timeout, and he wasn't even part of the huddle. He was over on the sideline, massaging his shoulder. Trainers were around him, trying to see what was wrong. He had a towel over it. He said he popped a couple Advil tonight. It was a classic <laughs> Jamal Murray gets hurt and just comes out guns ablaze in the fourth quarter. It was absolutely vintage. And... Um, it was awesome to watch. Did we hear more about what specifically happened? Is his shoulder? Uh, he just reaggravated his shoulder. Mm. Uh, I he love... said a pain shot up to his neck. It was like a hot feeling, and he popped some Advils, and it felt better. Vote is over here watching the show on his computer, but you know how the ad pops up and then you skip it after five seconds? He just hasn't skipped it. It's been the ad this whole time. Learned a lot. Maybe he's interested in the product. Yeah. You... <laughs> Auto shop for those who are wondering. Uh, that's, that's a bit. What do you make of the shoulder? What do you, what do you make of this, Harrison? Because we talked about this earlier. Murray had three points, I think, or maybe five points going into the fourth and then, of course, dominates the fourth quarter. You know, obviously it's a good game. We're not taking any, anything away from it, but like you talk about the shoulder being hurt, or is this just the Murray that we're we're still just have to kind of accept? 
Yeah, I mean, even on his best nights last season, this is sometimes the guy he is. Right. You know, when he's not scoring in one half and then is absolutely on fire in another half. Um, oh. So I, I wonder if it's just the type of guy he is, but he also had eight assists tonight. He had five rebounds. Yeah. I thought he played great off of Faku Composite when those two were on the floor together for a lot in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, Murray was off the ball a lot. And you guys know how much I think that helps him just get off on the offensive end. He was running off screens. He was catching the ball on the move. I felt like that really helped him. And he did have the one turnover, Denver's only turnover of the night. He was very uh, upset to find that out post game. <laughs> but um, that's funny. No, he he continues just a string of really great play. And I asked him if not making the all-star team kind of added any motivation because that was obviously a goal of his. And look, I don't think he was close to making the all-star team, um, but I was just curious about that. And he said, look, championship is the goal. Obviously you find some milestones that you can miss out on, but there's a lot more to achieve this season than just being an all-star. That motivation is going to carry on throughout the whole season. Yeah. Love that, man. Love it. Love it too. What about – and we talked about, to me, this was one of the biggest things, and you haven't really commented on it, um, so it must not have come up. But it was, we talked about Jokic, we talked about Murray. I thought it was the two-man game. This was probably the best two-man game we've seen from those two this season, without question. Yeah, um, that's the dots me during the game. Yeah, nothing really on it post-game, particularly in the clutch, though. Right. Like this was vintage Murray Jokic pick and roll two man game in the clutch. And it's funny because those two have been one of the most clutch two man pairings in the league over the last couple of seasons. Denver has one of the best like clutch win percentages in the NBA with those two obviously as the focal point. That hasn't really been the case this season. They don't have like that pristine clutch record. Uh, this year but right. yeah tonight like that was a return to what we're used to in the clutch i loved it any other notes from ball arena tonight harrison uh the only other thing i have i thought this is pretty funny so nicole Jokic does his post-game tnt interview he's the only one on the court jamal murray's gone in michael porter jr the other guy who did uh his post-game interview on the court i think with like altitude radio went into the locker room there's nobody out on the court, but the ball arena game ops puts on the artificial MVP chance for Jokic <laughs> when he's done with the interview and walking into the tunnel. I thought that was just, just I don't even know. It was hilarious. It was weird. weird. Yeah. Um, it was like satisfying. I don't know. It was just, uh, it was notable. Hey, Harrison, did we hear anything about Will Barton? I thought I saw it. It looked like he tweaked an ankle like in that game. Uh, no, I did not hear anything about Will Barton, but I, I did see him take himself out of the game there late. I think okay. he's okay, though. Well, great stuff, Harrison. We missed you in the studio, but this was great details. Where else are you going to get that the uh, the PA played MVP chance? It's almost, you actually like that detail. To me, it's almost sad. Like I didn't know if it was just depressing or, or like funny or just weird. It, it's it just, a great it, detail. But it definitely yeah. reminds you that it's an empty building in a pandemic so year. And MVP, like, oh, yeah, that's right. National yeah. TV game MVP. happened in Denver tonight. 
and we didn't go anywhere near the arena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but get home safe, Harrison. Thank you so much, man. All right. See you guys. And that'll wrap it up here uh, today, guys. What a good bounce back win. Feel good game. All of the above. Nuggets get rolling. Now they got the Wizards on town in town, which are the the best team in the NBA currently. They are just scorching everybody. Uh, You're only half kidding. I'm really not kidding at all. Actually, I'm zero yeah, percent kidding. Yeah. They're beating everybody. So that that'll be a nice nice test for them. We thought that would be an easy game, you know, a couple weeks ago. Clearly, it won't be. But that's good. Never, never need some challenges heading into the All Star break um, and, and to gain a little momentum. They are now seventh. Guys, they're climbed. I think they might have been seventh they coming stay, in, but they, they remain seventh where they were previously. <laughs> but you know, I, it is funny. I look at the plus minus the differential. Nuggets plus three point eight. That's the fifth best. That's the fifth best. So, and, and by a, a mile, like nobody else is really. Golden State's like half at one point seven. All the other teams that are ahead of them, San Antonio, Portland, negative point differential. I know that doesn't mean everything, but it does give you a little indication of like Denver's probably better, you know, than some than those teams probably. Um, I don't think Denver's been. It. Like truly blown out. Have we been blown out this year? Yeah, Clippers. Clippers. Game two, I think. Game two. Um, but that's it. Like the Nuggets are like Lakers blew them out. That's true. Okay. Lakers blew them out. But I mean, it's time. been a very low yeah. percentage of games. I yeah. mean, that's that's what they've can, lost close. That's what you can read from that that point differential is that they're they're not just like. And in years past, they do get blown out. You know so. what I'd like to see though against Washington? A blowout. Nope. Oh. More threes from Davis Bertans. Not don't don't no. really care to see that one. Okay. That's not it. That wasn't the one. Russell Westbrook. No, <laughs> no, you guys are all wrong on these. I'd like to see I more no the Jokic Murray two man game because yes. uh, we're talking about how many yeah. close games yeah. are and losing close. And I think part of this is tonight we saw them close with the thing that I feel is most repeatable. So I hope they repeat it. Sick. I'm with that. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget hit that like button if you're listening on a pod. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you're watching the show and you don't subscribe to the podcast, check it out. There'll be a notebook edition tomorrow, so we're going to go over some more of the details. You won't want to miss that. We'll see you then. brought you damn good beer now we're delivering to you damn good beef hassle cattle company is the absolute best source for farm to table wagyu beef in the country it's a fourth generation cattle farm out of texas and they ship all over the beautiful us of a head to hasslecattlecompany.com that's h-a-s-s-e-l-l cattlecompany.com and use promo code dnvr10 for 10 percent off your order that's dnvr10 for 10% off. Any orders over $200, you receive free shipping. Check them out. We promise you, you will not be disappointed with this Wagyu beef. Check out Hassle Cattle Company.